Welcome to Rivers in the Desert International, a revival ministry dedicated to bringing the living waters of God's love to a hurting and dying world. It is our desire as you listen to the following message that the Holy Spirit will fill you afresh and that you would be ignited into a fervency for Jesus. This is the day to be filled with the knowledge of His glory as the waters cover the sea. God is doing something new on planet Earth today, and you and I have the great privilege to be a part of it. We love you. Be blessed. Shalom, friends. This is Scott Holtz from Israel. Uh, we have some exciting news for you. Um, it's very interesting what is developing here in Israel with the current uh, rhetoric of war. The drums of war are sounding in this region like never before. And never before in the history of Israel have we faced um, this type of uh, consolidated push to defend ourselves against a ballistic missile attack. Let's move right into that, brothers and sisters. Um, there's some scriptures here to share with you. I just hope that you guys can catch the urgency of the hour and be encouraged, okay? But this is what we've been training for. If you look back at the, the course of our ministry for years, we've been sending out a very, very strong trumpet call to get the sin out of your life, to get holy, to get on the holy uh, highway of holiness, yield to the Holy Spirit, um, get out of entertainment-laden lifestyle, uh, move into a place of physical fitness, move into a place of coming out of the despotism of the monarchy system, which cannot fight battles, move out of the seeker-sensitive environment of being a wimp spiritually, and move into being warriors, Rambos and Ramboettes, hallelujah, tactical judges, glory to God, being risen up by God to take on the enemy, and the enemy being the last enemy, which is the fear of death, hallelujah, to not just be a humanitarian-orientated type service needs. Uh, and let's use the example of Haiti right now. Uh, what what Haiti needs is not just its infrastructure rebuilt and aid and support, which I'm totally for, okay? But it needs to have warriors go, being sent in who know how to cast out devils. Because if we don't go in there and deal with the spiritual problem, Haiti is going to come back into the same problem again after even uh, while we're rebuilding it. Does that make sense? Okay, so you have to deal with the curse that is on the country. You have to deal with the leaders who are demon-possessed. You have to deal with the, the, the strong man in the region, the voodoo and the witchcraft, okay? Glory to God. And that's why we need tactical warriors who know how to cast out devils to go in there and to do that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, so in the same way here in Israel, it's not that we just need uh, material support and prayers. We need people risen up who know how to take on the forces of terrorism. Glory to God. And this is what we've been talking about for years. We, everything we've been training for, everything we've been teaching you guys, if you look through our website, everything is geared for this moment. Why do I say this moment? Well, uh, the last couple of days have been pretty... Uh, Pretty sobering, to say the least. We have um, different connections. Uh, they're not just people that serve in the army. We're talking about colonels, majors, uh, generals, um, people that work in the Defense Department, politicians. We're talking about a whole segment of the population here. These are the movers and shakers of the Israeli Defense Forces. And in our discussions with them, uh, something has come to the head, and 
A great way to say it was last night. Let me just use this example. Uh, because there's really no idea where this podcast goes out there, so I have to be very careful what I say. But last night in our discussions, uh, one of the commanders came to my house and we were talking about uh, what's happening. And, uh, you know, he began to tell me how he feels that war is coming. And we began to discuss all the new maneuvers going on in the north and all the uh, heightened training that's going on right now. And uh, anyway... And I looked at my, you know, I, I reminded him of the, the dream I had, actually the open vision of the missiles hitting Israel, the ballistic missile attack. And we're, you know, last year, a year before, they'd say, okay, well, that's nice, you know. Ah, don't worry about it, you know. Let's live life, okay. God will protect us. But last night was different. When I told him the dream, he looked at me and says, get your bomb shelter ready. Now, brothers and sisters, these are pretty sobering words. This is not just um, something that's based on phobia or fear. Uh, something will just get it ready for the future. We're talking about get your bomb shelter ready now. So we talked about how to build out the bomb shelter, how to uh, get the, the, the proper food and lighting for the bomb shelter. And also um, we talked about getting a generator unit for the the location here where we can not just for our family but also for neighbors and others that we can help take care of them. You see, brothers and sisters, um, we're in a situation here where Israel has never crossed this road before. We, we've faced conventional forces. We've contained, we've faced uh, massive um, armored divisions from Egypt and from Syria. Uh, we have faced uh, ongoing guerrilla type intifada the last decade, but we, we've never faced a ballistic missile attack that can target our population centers. And so things are very, very uh, heightened right now. We've got the commander-in-chief uh, of the United States, Obama. He's sending people over here, giving us the red light, telling us to calm down. Okay, we have disinformation Part of that smoke and mirrors going out in the media. But behind all of that, the reality on the street here in Israel, we're preparing. So again, we're preparing the bomb shelter. We're preparing um, different routes of transportation. We're preparing ourselves. And you know, it seems like everything that the God has been telling us to do uh, about moving here and settling in, and now getting into um, uh, physical shape and losing excess poundage and staying in that secret place, brothers and sisters, it's for this moment. It's for this moment. This morning I went to um, exercise at one of the special forces bases and I was amazed early in the morning how many thousands of soldiers were training there. The place was just like an anthill of activity. I've never seen it like that before. Soldiers from all different units in, a lot of weapons firing, a lot of uh, people getting their weapons synchronized, zeroed in. It's amazing the amount of air traffic going on over our house right now. Uh, there's a lot of activity going on. A lot of the people, the talk among the reservists, okay, people are getting ready for war here in Israel. 
Uh, I have a friend who is a uh, pilot, and he told me he's been so busy the last couple of weeks, and I've never seen him so stressed out before as what I saw him two days ago. So again, brothers and sisters, this is just a little glimpse into some of the connections that we're able to share with you. We are preparing for war right now, okay? And we're going to tell you how you can help us in that matter. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And don't you love Psalms 23? He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. So this is a wonderful attribute of who the Lord is. He's, a, he's our shepherd. Glory to God. Um, he's our provider. He's our protection. And we thank God for that. Amen. It's wonderful. But I want to say that those are still the elementary principles about the Messiah, Hebrews 6 says. Repentance towards dead's work, faith toward God, eternal judgment. All these things are the uh, place of elementary teachings that we need to grow up out of. Never forget, but grow into maturity. And that maturity realm is, is shown in verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff are with me. So we've taught about the desert shepherd warrior, where Jesus is the shepherd, okay, and reveals himself as a shepherd to people coming out of slavery. When you come out of Egypt, out of the world system or the dictates of Pharaoh, he takes you as a shepherd into a desert experience, okay, uh, to change your thinking away from being slave mentality into being sonship mentality. But also he reveals himself as El Shaddai. The, I'm the Lord, your healer. I'm the Lord, your banner. I'm the Lord, your righteous. He reveals these covenant names to you to bring you out of this place, uh, this, this healing process, this transformation process of being under the slavery of sin, which is known as Egypt. Okay? But in that process, he expects you to go to the next level. In that process of him being a shepherd and bringing you these springs of life, okay? He wants you to know how to take on the terrors of night. He wants you to mature into a place to be like David or Joshua or Caleb, who had a different spirit, hallelujah, that knew how to take on the marauding terrors of night. What's the terrors of night to a shepherd? Well, at the watering holes at night is where is the habitat for lions, bears, and wolves, and carnivorous animals that come out and feed. So the very place that God brings us, hallelujah, to refresh us, to get us intoxicated in His presence, to renew us, to make us lie down in those green pastures of rest, is also the same place He trains us to take on the lion and the bear, which will later be to take on the Goliath that comes to defy and taunt the armies of the living God. You see the progression. Okay, so we go on in chapter 24. And many people think that Jesus is coming back as Psalms 23. He's not coming back as Psalms 23. He already came as a shepherd. He's coming back as a military lord and host, the commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven. If you read the bulk of the apocalyptic end-time literature based in the Hebrew prophets and in the New Testament, you see Jesus returning, hallelujah, not as a shepherd. He came as a shepherd. He was rejected like Joseph by his brothers. He's coming back as a military reigning commander and the Lord of the armies of heaven. Hallelujah. And that's what his glory is attached to, and that's what we're talking about here. And that's something that I, I've, tr I've tried my best as we traveled, especially in North America and Europe and parts of Western uh, uh, Europe, and especially Canada, Western Canada, in telling the people, hey, listen, you know, I know you love the glory of God. I know you love his presence. But it's, it's not a... a 
um, a shepherd-based message. It's not the glory of God is not something we just sit around and enjoy and dance to and sing nice songs to. The glory of God is about war. That's how God gets glory, is war. And I was very, I was sad, and I'm just going to be honest with you, I was saddened recently here in Israel because I met some leaders here in Israel, and I began to discuss with them counterterrorism and military things. And it was as though I was talking pig Latin to them. And so they had no concept. Not only did they have no concept of what I was talking about as leaders, okay, but they actually had no, they also looked at me with disdain, like, what are you talking about? And, you know, I just looked at them, I says, you know, I'm so glad that God is revealing who you really are because I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want you to protect my backside in some foxhole. See, why? Because they've been their whole life in humanitarian, in, the, in just helping people, okay? And people having to look to them in a codependent, pastoral type relationship. I call it the kingship monarchy pattern. Instead of raising up warriors, they can go out and take, out, take on the terrors of the night. See, if you're not a warrior, you can't train up warriors. If the person that you're being taught to, if the church that you tithe to, if the leadership of the church is not warriors, you'll never be a warrior. Okay? You'll be codependent on them. You'll be in a situation where you can experience the maintenance anointing, but you'll never move into the latter glory of God's house, what he's doing this hour. And that's the purpose of this ministry is to, one way, jack you up with the word of God and the shofar blast, okay? And to get you excited. Come on, hallelujah. There's more that God has for you. So Psalms 24, verse 7, it says, Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates. Lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Now, who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of the armies of heaven, verse 10 says. He is the king of glory. Brothers and sisters, let me just tell you what motivates me. I'm not mad at anybody, minister. I'm not you know, brooding with rejection. I'm not, you know, codependent because I've committed so many bad sins in the past and I'm trying to do something to get God's favor, works mentality. I'm not in a situation where I want your money, prophesying for you, what's in your wallet. Come on. What motivates God? It's not the accolades of men. It's not to, to be known. Come on, hallelujah. You say, well, what motivates God? I mean, I do the same thing when I listen to a ministry. I want to find out what motivates them. You know what motivates me? To please him. <laughs> I've been captured by him. It's, it's nothing that I wanted to do for him. It's, he, he sovereignly captured me. He kidnapped me. I was just, you know, I was just a Jewish kid. Minding my own business. He kidnapped me with his glory. He began to brood over me. Hallelujah. He began to come to me in the night hour. When I was a young kid, learning Hebrew from our bar mitzvah. He came to me in the synagogue and began to reveal himself to me and, 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 and began to give me this desire to live here and to fight and to work with the army. Even when the 67 war broke out and the 73 war, I tell my dad as a kid, I said, let's move to Israel, let's help them. You know, there was this desire in me and the glory of God. I, I would experience the glory in the synagogue. I began to re, he began to reveal himself to me. And it wasn't until 18 that I really understood who he is. It's Jesus, the Messiah. He came to me. 
I was born again. I was born from above. Hallelujah. Even when I was questioning the experience, knowing that I had to go back home and face my, my, my family, He came to me again in the field and revealed His glory to me. I was captured. I was flashed instantly of the old. He flashed everything out of me. Hallelujah. And began to reveal Himself to me. And my whole purpose of what Bible school I went to and what I studied and where I went to church as a young believer and what ministries I connected with or didn't connect with and what I read in the night hour, what I did for entertainment and the street witnessing, all these things, my motivation was to know His glory and make His glory known. That night He came to me in the field. I've been not been kidnapped by a UFO. I've been kidnapped by Him. Hallelujah. And I've never been, I never looked back. Hallelujah. And so what motivates me is to know His glory and to make His glory known. I love Him. And the greatest revelation of His glory, this side of heaven, is God, the Lord of the commander-in-chief of the Lord of the armies of heaven, is battle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, my Hebrew name is Shlomo. It means peaceful. I'm not, I mean, I'm not really you know, thrive on smelling napalm and love war. But when I get in his glory realm, man, it's all about war. That's how we bring glory to him, is the destruction of his enemies, the defeat of his enemies. That's what brings him glory. Hallelujah. And so it says here in Psalms 26, David continues, verse 8, O Lord, I love the habitation of thy house, the place where thy glory dwells. You know, when it comes down to the bottom line, I love his glory realm. I love his house. Hallelujah. That's what motivates me is the latter house of his glory, not the gold and silver, not all this other stuff. It's him. I've been captured, kidnapped. <laughs> Woo! By him. Now, Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Of whom shall I dread? When evildoers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries, my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, in spite of this, I shall be confident. Now, we need your help right now, brothers and sisters. Why? Because of all these units and leaders I know here, militarily, there's still a foreboding fear inside of them that they're about to face a ballistic missile threat that we've never had before here in Israel. We're about to face an enemy, okay, in a, non in a, in a war that could involve nuclear warheads. This is serious. And there's a foreboding fear here. And when I look through the camp of God's army, I don't see a lot of leaders marshalling the people against this terrorism. When I look at a lot of believers out there, I wonder why they've never experienced this. Maybe they never really experienced the glory realm, but it's okay. There is a remnant out there. There is those that have not kissed Baal on the lips and have not bowed their knee to Baal. There is those out there that are not controlled by Jezebel and the fear of Jezebel. There are those out there that are not controlled by the lower nature. There are those out there that are drafting with this ministry, that are finding about us, and we're finding out about them. Hallelujah! who want to go all the way because you too have been captured, hallelujah, by his glory. Now think about it. If the Gadarene demoniac Jesus cast out had a legion of demons, 
Why can't we have a legion of the Holy Ghost? If God will give over the homosexuals and the lesbians unto an unclean spirit, Romans 7, come on, into a place that they're totally given over to that thing, why can't He totally give us over to His glory realm? Woo! Hallelujah! You look at a military officer. I'm looking at the picture right now here of the, the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff. The, the chairman that's over here in Israel today, and he's all dressed out in his Navy uniform with all of his medals, and he looks like a, he looks pretty nice and looks pretty, uh, pretty impressive, pretty glorious in the natural, the way he looks. Okay, think about the Lord of the armies of heaven, what he's dressed out as. Hallelujah for war. Awesome. Glory to God. And so we see here that we have a threat. This is not wishful thinking. When I have a military special forces leader in my house last night, tell me, get your bomb shelter ready. When I see at the special forces base I was exercising this morning, a buku amount of movement. When I see and hear the tremendous amount of sound barriers being broken by the Israeli Air Force F-15s, F-16s screaming overhead our location right now. Okay? Let me tell you something, folks. When we... uh are doing big maneuvers in the north. When my son, who's in the Special Forces, is saying, I'm not going to be home for a few weeks. When all this stuff is going on, when you see the reservists preparing things, when you see this soberness hit the society that's here right now, we know war is coming. Now we can comfort them. What an opportunity for evangelism. What an opportunity to love them, to show them the peace of Jesus, to bring them into this place. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, One thing I've asked from the Lord, and that shall I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Notice, he doesn't even, he's not asking for deliverance from his enemies, from the nuclear threat of Iran, all this other stuff. What we should be asking for is one thing, to know the secret place. Verse 5, In the day of trouble he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent he will hide me. He'll lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies, verse 6, around me. I'll offer in his tent sacrifices with screaming shouts of joy. Woo! Hallelujah! I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to his name. And in the midst of all this, David says, My father and mother have forsaken me, verse 10. Verse 12, that he'll deliver me from my adversaries and false witnesses who rise up against me. So let's put all this together. David, man, David, all he wants to do, he wants to be in that presence of the Lord. He's been captured by God. Hallelujah. He knows God as the commander-in-chief of the armies of heaven. He knows him as a shepherd. Glory to God. And he, all he wants to do is be in that secret place with the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at, look at, and, and in this secret place, he says, I'm not going to fear even though an army rise up against me. So you have all these terrorist armies rising up against David. Okay. And now you have false brethren, false witnesses rising up, even his father and mother forsaking him. I tell you, brothers and sisters, glory to God. I like hanging out with these type of people. Outcasts, scum of the earth, outside the camp, suffering his reproach. Hallelujah. Because look at chapter 25, embedded in the midst of all these wonderful texts. In Psalms 25, is verse 14, it says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. He'll make him know his covenant. Wow. The secret of the Lord. It's the Hebrew word sowed. 
It's where we get the noun Mossad, which is the form of the CIA here, the Israeli intelligence agency, that is doing, they're very, 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 very busy right now. We even talked last night why so many of the leaders that are in the Mossad or in the defense upper echelons have gained a lot of weight recently. It's because they're working night and day. They're not sleeping much, okay? They're chain smoking, most of them, and they're eating unhealthy, and they put on a lot of weight through anxiety and fear and an overload of work right now. We need to be praying for them, okay? And they're working in, in, in stealth, in espionage, in ex- intelligence gathering, all these things, okay? And that's what sums up this word is this word, Mossad or Sod, the secret of the Lord. So let's you and I believe right now for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophetic exploits, that God can tell us where to blow the shofar, that God can tell us, give us dreams in the night, visions, words of knowledge of where the strong man is in Iran, where these nuclear places are that can be destroyed. Come on, folks. Where the secrets are that we don't even know. Secret missile barrages that could be sent against us from Lebanon mountains or Syria. Or secret missiles that have been smuggled in into the Hamas tunnels right now that could be activated and sent and, and thousands of innocent Israeli citizens be killed here. You and I have been given special infrared capabilities in the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God that we can get words of knowledge like Elijah or Elisha What's happening? Glory to God. And, we, and, and, and if you get these certain words and knowledge, email us and I'll pass it on to the people we know here. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited here. Glory to God. Why? Not because of, the, of war, not because of what war does to people, but because God is going to show himself mighty once again. Hallelujah. We began to sing that song last night, this officer and I last night. Behold, he who, who keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. And so we see a situation here, okay, that God is sovereign. And without a doubt, Israel is in sin. Without a doubt, there's layers upon layers upon layers of corruption here. Without a doubt, the people have rejected the the sent Messiah, without a doubt. Okay, people here are very greedy. And in this environment, there's a remnant that God will spare. In this environment, there is a Gog, Magog type wars that break out here. That humbles Israel. That brings Israelis weeping back to God, Jeremiah 50 says. And in this midst, God is going to be glorified. Not the secular, humanistic, proud arm of the eye. Israeli Defense Force, but God himself is going to show himself strong in the midst of ever how much battle or damage he allows to happen here, yet Israel will not be dissolved. Just like Benjamin, though Benjamin came, the tribe of Benjamin came to the point of being totally liquidated, God spared it. I don't know all that's going to play out here, but I do know I've been told to prepare our bomb shelter, and this is serious. Brothers and sisters, we need your help right now. Uh, it would be very irresponsible for me to leave Israel and to travel uh, until things are taken care of here. The main reason we would travel would be to travel to come and bring a blessing and uh, to you guys uh, and be blessed by you guys also. 
reciprocally, but we need to be here in this battle. We need to be here standing in the gap, sounding the shofar, doing the drive-bys, coming against the counterterrorism, all the stuff that's breaking out here, brothers and sisters. And to do that, it's simply all we're asking for is the people to give. And I know there's financial problems. I know there's situations going on. But do what, we're, what, what we've done. We've sowed everything we have. We, we've sowed and we've given our time, our money, everything to bless. You know, it's interesting how Dalit, she's so sweet how she goes through her closet and just starts grabbing all the stuff and goes out and gives it to all these poor believers that don't have much. She's always looking for, she's always got, you know, I call her the Holy Ghost bag lady. <laughs> she's always got this bag of stuff, going and giving it to people, blessing people, okay? She's such a giver. She's always blessing people. She's always buying things, and helping people out and, and sacrificing her time. It's amazing kind of woman. She's a true Proverbs 31. And then, you know, how delicate, man, we just go out of our way to, to help the special forces and help the soldiers and help their commanders and help their families. Come on, hallelujah. Sharing the gospel with them and sharing also physical things with them, okay? Helping to take care of them and comfort them. And then, you know, we send our kids into the Israeli army to help to defend this country. And now we're at a situation where um, our finances are at a critical point. As we sent uh, out a letter, Dolly and I were going through the things, you know, we need to raise $103,000 immediately. $103,000, you know, we, there's so much that we need to get done here. And then for our own personal needs, um, we are behind in utility bills. We're behind in payments for the automobiles. We're behind uh, in payments uh, for our townhouse, our ministry headquarters in, in Georgia. Uh, and we need $14,000 as soon as possible to come in so we can get back uh, and uh, be debt-free and to have ammunition, okay? So when it comes down to we need $117,000 right now, 14 of that is something that needs to be done right away, and the rest of that is for uh, the operations and the things that we're doing here. Brothers and sisters, uh, included in that mount, we need to buy a, a high-grade generator and have industrial electricians come in so we can set up that generator to run outside and to run the facility here, the ministry, what we're doing. Um, when when war does break out, you know, again, we're not saying if it does. We were told last night when it does. We need to uh, stock up the uh, bomb shelter here with all types of foods and supplies, uh, just like you would for a hurricane, not just for our family but for neighbors, okay, to bless and assist them because there's no telling what's going to happen here in the near future. And uh, you can give. You know, you say, well, I don't have that type of money to give. Well, you know, you have $20, $25, $50, $100 that you can take out on your credit card monthly. Even if it's $5, $10, whatever amount that you want to bless Israel. We're Israel. We're working with Israel. We're working with the elite commandos. Hallelujah. And Dalit is does it, doing a great job helping the, the uh, believers here that are very poor and needy. And so what we're doing is asking you to go to our website, become a monthly partner with your credit card, or send uh, post-dated checks to our ministry office in Alpharetta, Georgia. You can see those numbers later or get it from our website. 
And you can send these funds in, and we will put it to good use. You say, what are these funds for? And I'm just like you. I want to know what my funds are being used for. Your funds are going directly into discipleship, evangelism, the ministry endeavors here. It's not going into Dolly and I's personal coffers, okay? We are throwing everything in here to help and assist Israel in this hour. And we have an immediate need, again, of $117,000, 103 of that is needed for the special operations. we got special um, projects going on right now to reach people. And I can't share them because they're in stealth. Uh, you've heard about the other projects we did about building out the um, recreation room and buying different alpine clothing and all these other small things. It's been wonderful, but there's more stuff we want to do and to bless. And it's very urgent. And you're blessing Israel. And there's a blessing in store for those who bless Israel, as you know according to Genesis 12 and verse 3. Now, the other 14,000 is so we can be current on the ministry headquarters. We have volunteers that staff that headquarters in, in Atlanta, but we need to pay off this, uh, what we owe. We're behind three months on the mortgage there. We need to pay utility and car payment for, for one of the vehicles that's there and also one of the vehicles that's here. And... Brothers and sisters, that's the, that's the position we're in right now. We want to homeschool our kids. Uh, they're going to Israeli school now. They're having a very difficult time, our three youngest, um, trying to, it's just the language and the, and the gap. Is, they're just losing ground uh, education-wise, and so we're going to supplement that with homeschooling, and we need to buy, pay up front for the whole homeschooling for three kids. So if God puts this on your heart to help give to this, we'd appreciate it. And uh, again, maybe some of you know out there, how we can secure $103,000 immediately uh, through a, a, some type of loan, some type of gift, a donation. Um, it's a, a truly a wonderful investment. And uh, we would love to show you what we're doing if you came here. Uh, but we can't tell you online what we're doing right now just because of the security situation. It's awesome. It's exciting. Hallelujah. There's a blessing involved. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for your grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus. Though you were poor, you became, uh, though you were rich, you became poor, that through your poverty we might become rich. And in that context, Lord, was the Macedonian believers who begged Paul for an opportunity to give to help the Jewish believers. And Lord, I pray for this collection, this podcast going out, that partners, friends would continue to be blessed to give. You continue to supply seed to the sower. But you cause people to understand the grace of the Macedonian believers, the grace of the Lord Jesus that was in them, that in their abject poverty, no matter if they didn't have anything, they begged Paul for an opportunity to give to the Jewish believers. So Lord, I pray that you raise up support. You bring blessings beyond our friends that are listening and that give, could ever think, dream, or imagine. Hallelujah. Thank you for this 117000 coming in. 14 for the personal expenses, but set the 103000 for the immediate ministry needs here that have been ongoing for over a year now. We thank you for this provision. Thank you for your angels going out. Ministering spirits sent for the ministry of, ministry of the heirs of salvation. We thank you, Father God, for this bomb shelter being fitted out to be a rescue shelter for this coming war. We thank you for protection upon the Israeli uh, soldiers from the, the least into the greatest of them. Oh, a mighty protection, a force field of your glory realm that you send your armies 
to come in. Woo! doesn't matter what America or the UN or the EU says or our enemies say. You are going to defend Israel. And in this coming war, Father, we thank you that you receive all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We love you, Lord. Lord, also we mentioned Haiti earlier. Lord, I ask you to raise up the people on the ground already or people coming in, mighty deliverers who just don't bring aid, but also bring deliverance from that demons of witchcraft and voodoo in that land. Thank you for it, Father. We thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this technology. Thank you for this time that we can give in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, you'll hear in just a second how you can reach our ministry. Thank you so much for giving Delhi and I. We send our love to you. And we just want you to know that we're, we're not just sitting back here and you know waiting for things to happen. We're out there progressively uh, laboring in the fields. Sometimes God has to pull us back because we're so busy doing so much for him here. It's awesome. It's exciting. The potential, uh, the salvations, to hear of what's happening. Glory to God. It's really exciting how God is changing the whole face of the believers in the church that is in Israel. Glory to God. There's a whole bunch of new shepherds coming in. Glory to God. Thank you for listening. Mega blessings to you. Shalom, shalom. in the Desert International, listening to our message today to you. Perhaps you have a friend, perhaps yourself are sitting there and wondering, where would I go if I died today? We'd like to give you a great privilege of praying with us and leading you to a knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. The Bible says, if any man or woman would call upon the name of Jesus, they would be saved. The Greek word for saved is healed, delivered. It's a wonderful promise. You're there now in your automobile, perhaps at home listening. Go ahead and pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. The Bible says, if anybody would call upon your name, they would be saved. I'm calling today, Lord. Save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Take all of my sins and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness. Father, I'm coming running home to you now. In your name I pray, amen. If you'd like to contact us in our ministry, 
You may do so by writing us at Rivers in the Desert, P.O. Box 2788 in Alpharetta, Georgia, 30023 in the United States of America. Our ministry phone number is 770-777-0143. Of course, you can reach us anytime, 24-7, at our website contact page at www.flashfloods.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. We are here to help equip you to be tactical warriors in this hour, to wake up this church, to win and disciple lost souls, and to take out terrorism of all forms. God bless you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.